Hello and welcome back to the Investor Lab. My name is Gabby. And my name is Goose. Hooray! Yay! You've made it. You're back. Welcome back into the warm hug of the Investor Lab. (laughs) Anyway, it's a stick, ar- stick around to the end of the episode to find out the other warm thing that you get oh, with us. That, that sounded weird. Yeah, it does, doesn't but it? Welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome back. We're not trying to be creepy. We're trying to be friendly. Um, <laughs> it's just coming off a little odd. Um, and changing subject. Okay, so this, this week we talked about buying back your time. Didn't we, Goose? Sorry. All right, guys. So what we covered in today's episode was super important. Like if you've ever wanted to work out how to fast track um, where you are to where you want to be, like if you actually want to know the secret uh, to getting more out of life, to really to really juicing life for all of its worth, um, you've got to really understand uh, how, to, how to stop trading or how to effectively trade the time resources that you have, time, money, you know, energy, all of these different kind of things to get a better result. So we talked about a lot that that's the topic of this whole podcast, a very interesting conversation we have talking about buying back time, uh, how to do that, how to effectively do that, calculate your effective value rate. What is the time value of money, uh, leverage, uh, uh, the the cost of money, opportunity cost, all of these kind of things. Um, and we covered heaps of really, really cool stuff, heaps of really good analogies and different kind of situational analysis of when that might work, right, Kevin? Yeah, I think we, we touched on quite a few points about how this is really relevant to property investors in terms of understanding that all the time that you spend researching and learning, that actually has a cost as well. And I think a lot of people just think about the monetary cost of certain things in real estate and then they forget about the amount of time that they have to put into doing it as well, which is totally awesome to develop those skills and to build your knowledge and to become a more empowered investor. Um, but it's about understanding like what do you actually want right now and in the long term and making sure that you're making the correct trade between time and money at the correct time. So not just always prioritizing money because you want to keep as much money as possible. So you're going to spend as much time. That might work for some people at certain points, but then if you actually want a different result, you might need to switch that to a different balance. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. And I think this is like, this is, this is, critical for people who actually want to get ahead and get off the bench and start actually taking action, I think. Mm. Um, you know, because there's a time and a place for developing your skills and there's time and a time and a place for getting the outcomes you want. And everything comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. And there's no right answer. But if you can understand what that cost really is, what the real cost is, and if you can start thinking, changing the way you think around um, you know, resource allocation in in life, then you're going to accelerate your your fulfillment. I was going to say wealth, but it's not even just wealth. It's like it's total fulfillment in life, mm-hmm. which is really what this is all about. You know, it's about this whole podcast and everything we do. Our real estate business, everything is about helping people achieve more freedom, choice, and abundance. So, and if you can master this, if you can master understanding this part of your life, then you're going to start moving in at a much acceler- much more accelerated pace towards like those goals. So, anything else to add before we get stuck into it, Gabby? No, I, I like this episode. I think it's I think it's going to be really valuable. You know what I liked about this episode. What? You had a lot to say. Hmm. You had a lot to say. I think say. about this kind of stuff a lot. Yeah, I think it was really good. I think, I think you shared a lot of really, really good insights um, that people are going to get a lot out of. I, oh, pers- pat I, on the back. I, personally, I personally got a lot out of your insights. So um, I, think it's, I think it's great. You're going to love this episode. If you do like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let us know. Easiest way to do that is um, just you know, respond to the email. You'll probably get this via email. Or leave us a comment or do something other thing. Now, here's the one request that I've got for you. Here's the one, the single only request that I've got for you. Go on to Apple and subscribe. 
Don't worry about rating us. Don't worry about doing any of that kind of stuff. Just go and subscribe. And I'll tell you why. Apparently, that's the only metric now that matters for podcasts. So there you go. if you want to help so us. If you, if you don't do that, guys, we basically just mean nothing. We don't exist. And if you go into Apple, if you can go into Apple and, uh, and subscribe on Apple, that would be amazing. If you don't know how to do that, that's cool. Just like send us, send us, send us a nice cake. Um, hmm. And in the meantime, if you want to, <laughs> if you want us to accelerate your potential, then just, just book in a time with us. We've, we've got a great team who will take great care of you. You'll get to meet us and life will be absolutely freaking wonderful. All you need to do is go to uh, dashdot.com.au forward slash discovery, book in a 15-minute call. We'll find out a little bit about your situation, um, whether or not we're going to be best place to help you or not. And if not, we're going to steer you in the right direction, help you get to where you want to go anyway. So it's a very high value call if you do do that. So if you just if you want to reach out, just do that, dashdot.com.au forward slash discovery. We'll help steer you in the right direction no matter where you're at. If you want to just go and do it all yourself, then just head to theinvestorlab.com.au and digest the, the fleet, the absolute smorgasbord of free resources and tools that we provide for you uh, all the time for free. Just kind of get stuck into it. Anyway, without further ado, let us jump into the episode. And we, as ever, we look forward to seeing you on the inside. Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. You're with your pals. You're with your pals. Your pals. You're with your pals. Your pals. Goose and Gabby. Your welcome pals. to the Goose and Gabby show. Welcome to the Gabby and Goose show. Ah, uh, that's better. How are you, Gabby? You know what? I am excellent. Pretty flat way to say you're excellent. Yeah, I'm excellent. That's just the way I speak. <laughs> What's going on? Tell us a story. Life is amazing and <laughs> I like the birds and the sunshine. <laughs> um, I don't know. Good week. Good week. I feel like we've had a good week over at uh, Dash Dot HQ. We have. Why, why do you think it's been a good week? Seven clients, buying houses, changing lives, all that. Crushing um, it. New team, building the team, training yep. the team, which has been awesome. Yep. Um, it's, quite a, it's quite a... Quite a challenging thing as we're learning when you um you feel like you've developed all of these skills and this knowledge and it's hard to really train other people in that in that understanding. You know, part of why we're doing this podcast, right, is to try and <laughs> try and train other people. Yeah, so, exactly right. I think you touched on a couple of interesting points there because you're right. You know, like things are good at Dasta HQ. We're getting amazing results for our clients. Life is great. Clients are happy. We're happy. We're hiring. The team is growing. Um, all of that kind of good stuff is happening. And as you pointed out, Gabby, a couple of things I want to touch on there. You know, as you're growing a team, you've got to then try and um, you've got to then try and systemize all of the intrinsic knowledge and information that you have, right, in yeah. your head. You've got to go. Hang on a second. This thing that I consistently do all of the time that is just how it's done. It's like yeah. actually, how would I explain that to how would I explain that to an alien? Yeah. Basically. Hey alien, this is how you make this decision. Yeah. This is yeah, this is when you <laughs> when you come across this decision, this is how you decide Turn whether you go left, left or right. Uh, based on this exact set. But what if the situation's different? Mm, okay, all right, cool. Then, <laughs> fair uh, point, uh, alien. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. Nice work, alien. <laughs> You've passed step one. Um, so we've been basically training aliens to buy houses. So um, I mean, aside from that, it's been. And really they're good. about to take over the world. So you're yeah. welcome, guys. Yeah, well, I'm, I for one welcome our new alien overlords. <laughs> of 
How interesting would just, the world be? Just heads up to the team, our team that are working with us. We don't consider you guys to be aliens. You're not, You're aliens. You're not aliens. You're friends. Friendly. Yeah, no, it's good. Friendly aliens. It's a good family vibe we got here. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. You know, one of the things, the other things that um, that you kind of, that's actually going to lend into actually what we're really talking about today, which is really cool, is actually uh, the reason that we're hiring people is to create a bit more leverage, right? Is to create, mm-hmm. you know, when it all boils down to it, the reason that anyone does anything really for any kind of, I would actually even just pretty much almost say the reason anyone does anything is, you know, more freedom, more choice, more abundance. Um, there's probably other stuff in there like emotions and whatnot. But um, <laughs> brush them off. Who needs them? No, but I mean, ain't I- nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Says me, but <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's funny. Freedom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time for emotions. Uh, what are you doing today, Gabby? Emoting. I'm corner. emoting. I'm emoting. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got all the time for that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, free, look, freedom, uh, choice, and abundance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do. look, let's boil it down. More time, more freedom, more money. Now, the reason you might want more freedom is to spend more time emoting, right? To spend more time, to spend more Good time. Emote. Yeah, spend more time with family, do all of that kind of stuff. The reason you want typically want more money is so you can do more things, do nice stuff. And the reason you want more well, the reason you want more freedom is so that you can do the things that you want to do with who you want, when you want, where you want. The reason you want more time is so that you can actually enjoy the things in life. And the reason you want more money is so you can do nicer shit while you do it, basically, right? And that's really boil it down, that's really what we all want. Now, it's the same thing for well, everyone. So within the business, within our business, we could continue to try and do everything. Like we could, we could do all of the facets of the business and continue to try and, you know, serve every piece that the business needs. But at a certain point, we're either going to, we're going to be limiting our ability to either, uh, we're going to be limiting our ability in all three of those areas, more time, more freedom, more money, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, and so for us, it's going, okay, well, how do we, how do we not only maintain the level of uh, excellence that we aspire to with our business, but actually how do we increase that level of excellence? How do we go up, not down? So there's a big one. But then also, how do we get a bit more time and more, a bit more freedom, like all of that kind of stuff? And how do we start to live that out? It's the same thing. It's the same reason that people invest in real estate, right? They want to achieve those goals. They want to achieve more time, more freedom, more money. Cool. And this comes into a big thing that, that, I, that I'd love to really dig into today and talking about how to buy back time. Now, that's essentially what any business owner is doing whenever they're hiring an, an, an employee or a team member. They're going, okay, I'm going to buy back some time. Can, I, can you take this? Can you do this thing so that I can buy back some time and that's going to be the cost? And based on what I believe that I can do in the interim or in the meantime, um, that is going to allow me to, you know, do something of a higher value proposition. That was what we call the effective hourly rate. You know, my effective hourly rate is higher than what I need to pay someone to do this component of the of the thing in my life. Now, you don't have to think about this just in a business context, though, do you? You can think about this in all kinds of parts of life. Sorry, rambling a little bit, Gabby. What do you want to say? You about love this? a good ramble. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's um. It's interesting how I think a lot of people think about, oh, yeah, sounds nice, buy back time, get more time back, yada, yada. Um, But it's not always about just having more spare time so you can sit around and do nothing. You know, it's like that's not why 
from a business owner perspective, that's not why business owners hire. They don't hire to replace themselves just so they can go, go watch Netflix and stuff. Go hang out on the couch or wherever. No, that'd be dumb. <laughs> that'd be really dumb. Do not recommend. Um, yeah, but it's it's about freeing up something that may not be the highest and best use of your time so that you can pivot your direction and your energy to something that is going to be A, more fulfilling for you, B, more fulfilling towards your goals um, or your business or anything. And the thing to remember with that as well, it's it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the task that you're or the the, the aspect that you're delegating to another person or system or something means that it's not valuable Mm. because whoever you're delegating it to could really love it as well. Like we're finding that with our team. It's like, it's quite a big leap when you're starting a business to find amazing team and to let go, right? We have a lot of control issues as, as entrepreneurs. Um, But it's not like you're giving up like lower level tasks and you're just like burdening someone else with it. Like our team freaking love what they're doing right now. Yeah. They're over the moon and it's so cool that you can find people and be able to give them that opportunity. And it's like a win-win for everyone, right? Yep. As long as, as long as we keep the wheels turning, they keep, they keep doing what they're doing and loving it. We keep doing what we're doing and loving it. And it's just this big ball of great emotion. It's great. <laughs> Totally, totally. In fact, one of them told one of one of our one of our team members told us told us that we had to remind him to go and eat because he was so passionate <laughs> about his. But here's the thing, right? This is all great for business owners because a lot of people think, oh, well, you're a business owner, you're making heaps of cash, which is usually not true for a lot of business owners. And um, and oh yeah, you can afford to. But this also doesn't have to relate to business, right? This mm-hmm. relates to life. Now, you, all you need to think about is how to, how you may outsource different aspects of your life in different scenarios so that you can trade your, you can stop trading your time for money. Mm-hmm. So buying back time isn't just about like, okay, I'll start a business and I'll hire employees and team members. Like that's not like, that's not necessarily the it, yeah. you know, you can apply this in your daily life. And you got to remember as well that in the buying back time process, it is not necessarily just paying people to do things that you can't do. Mm. Right. Cause there is a component of that. But the reality is, I, really, when it all boils down to it, I believe that pretty much, pretty much anyone can do anything, right? And so that, that argument of like, oh, I'll just, I can do it, therefore I shouldn't pay anyone else to do it. It's like, can, yeah, sure. I mean, like I can, like I can go and study law if I get in trouble and I can go and represent myself in court. But is that really the best thing to do? And even if, you're, even if it is something you're actually proficient at, Rather than taking it to that extreme of like, you know, maybe you wouldn't perform brain surgery on yourself, right? But, you know, you can take it to an extreme where you're like, well, I can do that. I can do that. You know, I, I, you know if, I, if I broke my arm, if I cut my arm open, I could stitch it up myself. Probably not going to though, right? It's probably not a good idea. I should probably go and see someone who's better at that. Now, <laughs> now that means I actually had a friend in high school who did stitch himself up. It was gnarly. It's, that sounds right. Yeah, it's hectic. Anyway. But aside from that, it's not just about going, okay, yeah, well, I get that. I'm not going to perform surgery on myself, you know, but it's actually about going how even the things that I am proficient at, is that actually the best use of my time? Mm-hmm. You know, is that, is that really how I want to effectively spend 
my time because at the end of the day, money, time, all that kind of stuff is just resource, right? So I like to think about things as total resource allocation. Like what are the resources at my disposal? Uh, food, time, energy, money. Like these are all resources that can be expended in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that when people start to think about, well, what's my resource allocation and what's my resource efficiency and mm-hmm. is it achieving the goal that I want? Now, this because there's, there's a lot of fluidity in this. Like what are you trying to achieve? Now, anytime that you trade, anytime you make a trade of a resource, which is essentially what it is, you're essentially a resource trader. Am I going to trade time for money? Am I going to trade money for time? Am I going to trade uh, uh, food for energy? You know, like all of this kind of stuff. Am I going to try, trade energy for time? You know, there's all of these kind of different components. It's really got to be to a function. Now, when you start thinking about what that function is, it's going to come down to you. But let's break this down into something that anyone can kind of, kind of really digest. Mm-hmm. Mowing the lawns, right? Mowing, mowing the lawns. Like, hey, like most people can mow the lawns. Yep. Skills-wise, tick. Skills-wise, not that can, hard. Can do. Can do. Um, you could probably, you could probably get, even if you don't have a mower, you could probably just go and like borrow a neighbor's or like go and hire one pretty cheap and you could go mow your own lawns. But you've got to ask yourself then why, why, like, why are you doing that? And is that the best use of your time? Some people enjoy it. You know, some people just love just the, the time and the consistency and they look back and the lawns mode and they feel really good. And like, and that's cool. Like, that's awesome. If it brings you joy, if it, it, if it, if it positively impacts your life, then fantastic. However, when you, when you start thinking about total resource allocation and goals, you've got to be thinking, okay, what would I be doing instead? Now, if you've got a family, you know, do you want to trade uh, time with your family for time with lawnmower? Hmm. It's a fair question, right? How do you put a price on the time with the family? How do you put a price on any of that kind of stuff? So it's not always about just going, well, how, do I, how do I make more money or how do I exchange more time for more money? It's, that's not necessarily the goal. It's how do I get more enjoyment and fulfillment out of all this? Yeah, it's interesting because if you think about a lot of people, you know, the concept of budgeting, right, with money mm. and cash, it's you're, you're familiar with the trading off of those um, options within the money resource. It's like, okay, if I have $10, do I want to go and buy 10 of these things or do I want one of this better thing? Mm. You know, that's, that's a familiar trade-off for people, but people don't really think about that in a time sense, right? It's like if I've got an hour, would I rather spend my hour hanging out with my kids or mowing the lawn? Mm. You know, thinking about that as a like-for-like because you're right, there's that finite resource. Like that's the, that's the edge of the map that you have to work with. Absolutely. Yeah. And so then the natural question then is like, well, why don't I just outsource everything? Like why don't I have someone who mows my lawns? Well, someone who's a, why don't I get a personal chef? Uh, why don't I have a butler, a chauffeur? Like, man, I'm just going to buy back everything. Well, mm-hmm. of course, then at a certain point, at a certain point, you're not going to be able to. It won't make economic sense. Mm. So then that comes down to then your effective hourly rate as well. Mm. So understanding, okay, look, I maybe in this applies, there's a couple of different contexts around the effective hourly rate, right, Gabby? Yeah. There's sort of like if you, let's just say you work in a job, right, and you get paid $50 an hour. Now, and if you have a choice between working to get $50 an hour or not working so that you can, I don't know, go to the post office. Like maybe you could pay someone to go to the post office for you. Right? Mm-hmm. That's people do that. Well, you just go on Airtasker. Hey, go post this bloody thing for me. Thanks. Yep. And it might save you an hour. It might cost you 20 bucks to get someone to go run you an errand, 
but you can spend you can spend your time making fifty, right? Mm-hmm. So then that would be a that would be a net benefit out of that. So there's one way to think about it. And yeah, I, I think that that one actually. I just remembered. There's a good resource. Um, Dean Graziosi's book Millionaire Success Habits. Yeah, he goes into this as well, where you talk about anything. Uh, that you can outsource for less than it would cost you in time. So if you figure out that your time is worth $50 an hour, as you were saying, if you determine that you can outsource that to buy back that hour of time for less than the $50 that it would cost you in your time, then that's, that's what you do. And that's basically what, how the most successful people think when they get to a certain level because it's not possible for you to do everything. Like time, time is that finite resource. So at some point you have to, um, actually, I think I was discussing this on a, on another podcast. Ooh, controversial, another podcast, um, about there's a, there's a certain point in someone's life when they, their priorities shift from valuing money over valuing time. And there's a, there's a point where they shift into valuing time more than money. And that's kind of like a breakthrough point for a lot of people uh, their mentality in building wealth and doing what they need to do when achieving their goals is because they realize that their time is way more valuable than any money that they could earn or save or build or multiply or anything. It's like time is time is what I have. So how do I make the most of that time and how do I get the best yield out of that? Yeah. I went off a little bit then. No, no, that's great. <laughs> it's great. No, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. One thing I would say that, say, yeah. say that with that, is that you need to think about what is the trade, right? Let's just say you yeah. go, okay, well, yeah, well, I earn 50 bucks an hour in my job, but I, I'm limited to 40 hours a week, right? Then, you, then, then you're going to have a limitation at, as to how much leverage is going to make effective sense. Because mm-hmm. if you go, well, I'm just going to pay for 40 hours of other stuff that I don't want to do, you'll have no money left, right? So you won't have that. But in the situation where you can effectively use that time, so let's just use the example of someone mowing the lawns, right? Mm -hmm. Let's say you earn 50 bucks an hour and it's going to take you two hours to mow the lawn, okay? Effectively, that would cost you 100 bucks to mow the lawn. Now, if you could pay somebody else 50 bucks to mow the lawn, you're up 50 bucks, Yep. Right. But here's the proviso. You need to go and spend those two hours making that hundred bucks. You need to be able to create that, that situation. Now, sometimes it's indirect repayment, right? So sometimes you might be in a situation where maybe you can work a little bit of overtime for your job, or maybe you have worked a little bit of overtime during the week. And you're like, I just don't want to mow the lawns on the weekend because I want to spend time with the kids because I miss dinners during the week. Like, that's how I'm going to do the trade. I kept the boss happy. I worked late. I made more money. I'm paying the guy. I'm going to go to soccer or whatever. I'm going to go fishing, right, with the kids. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. That's a great trade. However, sometimes, sometimes, particularly if you are, like sometimes in business, you can very effectively trade that very quickly. Maybe you've got, uh, maybe you can go and serve a client or something to that effect. Realistically, though, what you're going to be doing is a non, an indirect uh, an indirect advantage. So if you don't have a business, right, but maybe you're like, oh, but what if I was to do a side hustle? I don't know, some other kind of scenario. Guess what? You, you're probably not just going to be able to go, all right, Mr. Lawnmower, here's 50 bucks. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to turn on my money machine and, and make 100. Like it just yeah, doesn't gonna work. I'm going to sit on the couch and that's going to spit out some dollar bills. I'm just going to go and I'm going to turn on my computer. I'm just going <laughs> to turn the, turn the dial and that'll come 100 bucks. It just doesn't work like that, right? So then you've got to really analyze, 
okay, how is the, what is the efficacy of time and impact? So for example, you may be learning a new skill, right? And that new skill, maybe you're learning how to set up an e-commerce store, right? For example. Maybe, you, maybe you've decided you're going to sell some stuff on Amazon and you're going to become an Amazon, you're going to run an, uh, an Amazon store. Now, at, that's going to take time. Like for you to actually get proficient at that and to make the money that you want, to get the return you want out of that ex- exchange of time, energy, and effort, effort, you're going to need to invest time in it to get money back later. So sometimes the time that you are spending is time that you're actually investing. And you need to think about it like that too. So for example, in that scenario... Lumo guy, hey man, here's 50 bucks. You're investing. You're actually investing $100 of your own time and $50 in the lawnmower guy. So you're investing $150 in developing a new skill set. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you start to then think about, okay, well, is this skill set, like is, if, is the two hours that I spent learning how to um, uh, do better copywriting did, if I spend two hours to learn how to do better copywriting, do I? How can I understand whether that would have a, a an asymmetrical relationship to the amount of money and time that I've spent? Because it's all resource, mm-hmm. right? So all resource has value. All resource has value. So then, so then the hope would be: well, if I've just traded a hundred dollars of my time, i.e., two units of two units of fifty dollars of my time plus fifty dollars in cash, that's actually three units of fifty. Is my time going to net, is the way that I've spent my time going to net me a benefit that is above 150? Now, maybe it might not be immediate, mm. but you, that's the kind of consideration you need to think about. And that will change the way you think about the activities that you do. That'll, be, that'll stop you sitting on the couch or just, you know, just idly passing time. Mm. How do you think you determine that though? <laughs> so as you're saying, like it's non-linear a lot of the time and a lot of the time, particularly early days when you're learning anything like like skills like you were talking about or if you're you know getting into real estate and you're starting to research and starting to to read a lot and and, and with the with the end goal right is to invest and to get a financial return yep but it's non-linear so it may take you a couple months a couple years to actually earn revenue from that activity right so how do you determine if you're you are just wasting time like you know sometimes you can have those moments, like you said, if I'm going to pay the lawnmower, but today I'm going to sit on the couch because, you know, I've, I've earned it. And it's like, today is like a non-linear day. I don't need to go and earn that $50 to pay the other guy $50. Yep. How do you determine whether you're just lying to yourself or whether it's like part of a bigger plan? That's a good question. That is a good question. Because I think a lot of people get the concept of, okay, sure, I'll figure out what my hourly rate is and then anything less than that, just outsource it. Like that kind of makes sense. Um, But I think you can also get in the trap of making excuses of like, oh, well, I'm no, I'm going to become a a famous author and I'm going to write one day that's going to make me millions and just today I I just can't do it today. (laughs) But but it's part of a bigger plan, so... Yeah, I think that that kind of lends into yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit because you've got to have you've got to have a defined goal and an outcome, right? You've mm-hmm. got to have a very cl- you've got to have a plan, right? And that, that's probably a whole other discussion around how to define that plan. But if you're just you, there's a couple of things that I want to say. You don't always have to be hustling, right? Mm-hmm. Trading trading time for money can be a very valuable thing. Time can give you time to re-energize and reset. It can give you time to sleep in. Maybe you need a day at the spa, you know. Maybe you need to go and sit in one of those big float tanks, 
right? And just chill out for a little while. And maybe what that is going to do is going to re-energize you, reset you, recalibrate you so you can be much more effective when you are in your working time and you're trading your time for money, right? In, that, in a different way, right? Yep. And that is very valuable as well. You, can't, you cannot discredit the, the, the value of downtime. In fact, over my, over my life, I have been one of the biggest culprits at sacrificing downtime in a pursuit of continuous um, work and stuff like that. And it's been to my detriment, you know, like it's been, it's been the thing that makes me burnt out and ineffective and all of that kind of stuff. I can always trace it to how much actually have I focused on overall well-being. It's not all about money. However, to your point though, how can you decide, how can you decide if you're effectively using your time and if, and if it's become asymmetrically swayed in the wrong direction? Mm. Well, that comes down to time management. So if you were to say, for example, um, I'm going to, I'm going to just use the, the e-commerce example. I don't know why I've chosen e-commerce today. I've got nothing to do with e-commerce, but, um, <laughs> I've never started an e-commerce store. But let's just say you were like, okay, cool. I've paid for a course, right? I've paid for a course. It cost me $5,000. I'm going to learn how to do e-commerce and cool. That cost me $5,000. And then I'm going to, and then I need to invest, I don't know, a hundred hours into this. Now you can track your time because at the end of the day, you can track your time and go, okay, well, so far I've invested 10 hours in this project and you're going to understand then what is the time cost of money. Okay. Well, it cost me $5,000 to get the knowledge and then it's going to cost me, you know, another $5,000 to, to, to understand the knowledge and to implement knowledge. So it's actually a $10,000 course, right? To understand it. Mm -hmm. And then what I need to actually get from an effective return on my time and money is $10,000, for example. Mm. Uh, so that's one way to think about it. Now, the other way to think about it is um, what is the effective trade? So like real estate is not, real estate's not a dark art, right? You know, there is, there are, it's, it's, it's based on economics. It's based on mathematics, you know, like you can go and work it out. I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't born. I didn't come out. I didn't come out of my mom going, yeah, real estate. I'm some like, Whoa! it's like, it's something you can learn, right? So it's a, it's like anything. It's a skill you can develop just like, just like learning law or becoming a doctor or getting really good at playing football, you know, like you can develop these skills, but you've got to decide what is the trade? Like, what is the trade that you're making? Now, I know that there's a lot of people out there who spend 20 hours a week, uh, 20 hours a week researching real estate. And in fact, I read a very alarming statistic, a very alarming statistic the other day that um, the average amount of time that people search for an investment property is between nine and 12, uh, between nine and 12 months. Whoa. Yeah. So this average, right? Some people spend a lot longer than that. And it's like, Wow. And then, it, and that's active, like that's active searching. So this mm. was, this was data collected on like active searching. Um, and so, so let's just say it's nine months average for active searching. And let's just even just, even let's just say you did, um, even let's just say, let's moderate that and say maybe 10 hours a week or a couple, a couple of hours a day, five days a week. So we say 10 hours, we say 10 hours uh, a week, mm. right? times by uh, how many weeks in nine months times 36, right? Cool. So there's 360 hours really broadly, you know, yeah. it, could be, it could be more than that, right? So that's 360. That sounds inefficient to me. Sound, 360 <laughs> hours, 360 <laughs> hours. And do you really think that if you're um, working a full-time job and, and, yeah. 
trying to spend time with your family, trying to spend time with your friends, trying to spend time relaxing and resting, trying to spend time mowing the lawn, doing all that kind of stuff. Like, do you really think that, that you're in those 360 fragmented and spread out hours over the course of nine months? Do you think you're going to develop the same skill as, skills as someone who's actually, you know, doing it really, doing it really well? And look, we talk, I want to talk about this in terms of renovations as well because it's a really important one to consider. Mm. Now, that 360 hours, maybe, maybe, just maybe, you did enough research and you found a really great deal and awesome, kudos. But what did you sacrifice? Mm. And was it part of your goal? Now, the way that I really think about this is you should be spending your time on living your life's purpose. Now, if your life's purpose is to save money on buying one property, then, uh, you know, I just don't think that when you boil it down, that's actually going to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot more fulfillment to be had in life. Mate, if you've got a real passion for real estate and you're like, oh my God, I just, I want to do this. Like I want to get into this business and I want to do it. You should probably be spending more than 360 hours. You should probably make a deliberate effort mm. and invest your time, energy and money in transfer, moving, moving yourself as a human into that field. Cause that's the difference. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, with that 360 hours example, I think as well, that's, it's really hard to actually, you know, once you buy a property, let's say it's nine months and you've bought the property, it's really hard when that time is just spread out and scattered over the last nine months to actually see the cost of that. And you just, you have a, you have a bias to ignore that because you've got the result now. So you're like, ah, it didn't take that much time. It was like 10 hours. Yeah. When it was 360 hours that you could have spent. On your relationship. Either, on, yeah. On your relationships, on your family, on your hobbies, on your business, on whatever. Um, or you could have compounded it and actually dedicated, found dedicated time, found that like being realistic about I'm about to waste a lot of time being inefficient and ineffective over the next nine months. How about I collect that 360 hours and, and you know, do one day a week for however many that ends up being? Because do, do you believe that time compounds as well? So we really know about compounding with, money so it's like the earlier you get in if it's got a compounding interest rate mm. that is exponentially better the earlier you get in right? oh god the opportunity cost with that is just disgusting yeah so it's like if you if you draw out your time and like scatter it across nine months versus if you just went screw it i'm just gonna go now and then you develop all of this knowledge that you could have developed in nine months but you develop it and say two months well, he's, he, he's, and then he, in nine months time you've got like compounding on that knowledge totally here's the thing <laughs> if you want to go and spend 360 hours doing something that's basically 10 full-time working weeks yeah that's basically 10 full-time working weeks yeah right so maybe you boil that down to to two months right if you really want to go and do that thing maybe take two months take take two months holiday from work think about it like that take two <laughs> months holiday from your job and then go and do the then go and do the work mm. because you're right. The actual net benefit because of the the lost opportunity cost over that period of time that's li literally. I'm not making this like making it sound worse. It's literally costing hundreds of thousands of dollars in in compounded lost opportunity cost. It's it's gross. Mm. Um, and so then you got to think about okay, what is the actual real time value of money and opportunity cost? Plus, then also how could I have spent that time more effectively? And in fact, when you then start boiling it down like that, 
how much of my time do I spend doing things that don't actually serve my greatest purpose or give me the most energy or bring the highest amount of value or move me closer to, you know, being how I want to be in life. And that's where we start to look at the resource allocation component because now if you can get a result faster, you're going to get benefit from it. Like you're going to get benefit from it sooner and you're going to have a compounding return on that as long as it's uh, as long as it's effective so half the time, half the battle in life is just working out how you can hack time you know we only have time is the one resource we can't get more of money you can always get more of it's the one commodity in the world you can always get more of they just keep printing it there's so much money there's enough money on earth for every single person to be like a trillionaire it's like crazy it's like it's insane it's 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 absolutely grotesque the amount of cash that is floating around in the world if you want more of that you can just go and get it Uh, which sounds simplistic, but it's true. Mm -hmm. You can just go get more. Uh, You can't get more time. So time actually becomes the highest value commodity that we have. And then you've got to really think about, okay, well, how am am I using that highest value resource to leverage the highest amount, highest and best use of both time and money and everything? Yeah. I was just thinking through, it's kind of like people, people come to a decision point where it's like, what do you actually want? Do you actually want the... You're smirking at me because you ask me that all the time. Um, do you, what do you actually want? Do you actually want the outcome that you say that you want, or do you want to feel like you're part of the outcome and that you're using your skills and and whatnot? Because I think that's where a lot of people, um, particularly in real estate, like they may not want to outsource the work because they think, well. If I outsource it, I'm not going to learn anything, right? Mm. And then I just get the result. And it's like, but you say that you want the result. And if we think about this compounding time effect, it's like if you can outsource that and you get the result that you say that you want 300, 600% faster than you would on your own, you're actually maybe like half a year ahead of where you would have been if you tried to do it yourself. Plus, you can then, like, you, you do learn in the process and mm-hmm. then you can, you've got that five or six extra months or whatever to do the learning, but you've got the result already. Yeah. And I think people, there's, people tend to get in the trap of, do I actually want, I say that I want this result, but my actions indicate that I don't actually want that result. Mm. My actions indicate that actually I want to maintain control so I'm going to sacrifice this result that I'm lying to myself that I actually want because really I just want to be in control. I don't want to feel like someone's taking advantage of me or I don't want to feel like I'm losing out on knowledge opportunity or I want to feel like I'm developing a skill because I think we all get trapped in uh, believing that we're only worthwhile if we're physically working or we're physically contributing or mentally or something yeah. versus actually getting the result for a lot less effort. Yeah, 100%. I think it's really interesting. It's a really interesting thing you pointed out, like what is the outcome that you want? Yeah. You know, you can relate that to sort of climbing a mountain. And if, you know, is the outcome that you want, that you want to go on this journey and this trek and climb a mountain and do all the kind of stuff and have the physical sense of achievement and learn the skills along the way and have that and get some photos and feel really good that you've, done this thing and climb this mountain and you're like, oh my God, and you can feel really good about yourself because you've done that and that's a sense of achievement, well, great. You know, you're going to have to spend time training to do that. You're not just going to walk up to a mountain and just go, all right, I'm climbing you. Uh, it probably won't work out that well. You'll have to invest. You have to invest 
you have to go and invest time and money to achieve that outcome. If the only thing that you wanted was to see what the view was like from the top and you had zero interest in any of the climbing stuff or the walking, you could probably just get a helicopter. Just go fly over the top of it. Have a bit of a look around. Yeah. All good. That would be trading money because that would cost you a lot more. Well, maybe not cost you a lot. It actually might not cost you a lot more. It might actually cost you a lot less when you factor in the time value of money and all the training and all the gear and all of that kind of stuff. Mm. It may actually cost you a lot less to just go and get a helicopter and go, right, let's go up there, hover around for a minute. I'm going to have a little look around and then cool, tick, done. However, um, really depends on what you want. I mean, I, me personally, I fully wouldn't be that satisfied with that uh, outcome. Yeah. Um, but it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. Now, yeah. 99% of the time, most, most people who uh, want to invest in real estate, really, really what they actually want is they just want the money that they've generated by trading their time, they want that to be more effectively put to use. That is, that's usually what they want. <laughs> that's usually what they want. And then there's a few edge cases where they're like, no, I want to become like I want to become a specialist in how I manage this myself. Most people want the outcome. If you said if you said to someone, "Hey, so you've got a hundred thousand um, dollars, you've got two options. You can either go and like uh, you can stop spending time with your wife, partner, kids, or whatever for this much time every week for this long and get the result, or you can actually just." you can hijack that and you can go on as many dates as you want. You can take your kids out fishing and then you can just get the result heaps faster. And most people, when you think about it like that, would choose to spend more time with their family and better time doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where, where a few people get, get a little lost. Mm. So, I, think, I think just to follow on from, your, from the mountain analogy, yeah. I think it's also um, there's always balance, right? So it's not like do I want to value time or do I want to value money, right? There's a mm. balance and you can, you can balance the two on your journey. So it's not, it's not just do I want to train and climb this mountain myself and feel that personal achievement or do I just want the view and just shortcut to the top and get the actual that result. But I think you could also take in the view of the opportunities that come when you actually speed up the initial um, achievement So it's like you could get the helicopter to the top of the mountain and from the top of the mountain you realize that there's actually another cooler mountain that that looks like fun to climb and less people climb that one. But if you didn't get that kind of a little bit of a head start, if you had have climbed the mountain yourself, you might have got to the top and not even like looked up to look around and see where you've gotten to to see that there's other opportunities beyond that. Um, So it's I think my point is like there's a balance where you can once you figure out what you actually want, you're like, okay, well, I want the view, but I also want to like climb a mountain. Um, is there a way that I can get the result that I want quickest and easiest by outsourcing a little bit? And then I know that there's other opportunities beyond that, but I'll buy back my time and now I can see a bit further. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great because the opportunities that the, the opportunities that you can see once you get to the top of a mm. mountain are usually like. And most people don't get to that point, I don't think. Most people get stuck in, I'm, I'm trekking up this mountain forever. I'm going. And if that's, the only, going. if that's the only mountain you climb, what if it's not the best one? Yeah. What if you never took the time to go and to, to fast track it? Yeah. Plus, in your example, you get a helicopter ride and you get to climb a mountain. Exactly. How good? How good? How good? 
Okay, so we, we've kind of covered a bit about the time value of money. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked a little bit about effective hourly rate. How do you calculate your effective hourly rate? We sort of talked about it like if you earn 50 bucks and like we talked about trade. We talked about trading, but if you're a, um, how do you understand your effective hourly rate if you're uh, like in business or something? That's probably an interesting one to talk about. Yeah, so I think um, one of the common ways that I think about it is if you, let's say you earn $100,000 and you spend 20% of your time in one aspect of the business or your job or whatever, um, you divide those hours by your revenue potential and your effectively hourly rate for that activity is the result. So in like if you take property as an example, it's like if you have a potential to earn $5,000 from a property but it takes you 50 hours to Fifty hours to find that property on a pure like EHR perspective. I need to wing this math. Hundred bucks. Hundred. 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 I'm gonna say hundred bucks. Ten bucks. Anyway, very hard to do maths on the fly when it you're doing a hard podcast, do right? You're like, oh my god, basic. <laughs> has anyone passed first one, grade maths? One, someone is. What is one plus one? one. What mm. is? Come on, guys, let's go. Potato. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, ho- I hope that made a bit of sense. So it's basically the total potential revenue divided by how many hours you spend to achieve that revenue yep. is what your effectively hourly rate is in that particular activity. You can then have the same revenue amount and apply it to a different activity to see that that activity is actually less efficient. Mm. So, so let's break so that let's down. Let's, say, break, let's break that down a little bit. Okay. So if yep. I could do if I could do one activity that made me ten thousand dollars, just mm-hmm. for example, uh, but it took me one hundred hours to do it. Okay. So if then then I would have an effective hourly rate. So ten thousand and uh, divided by one hundred, right? I would have an effective hourly rate of thousand dollars an yep. hour. Right. So if yep. it took me hundred hours to do it, and it cost me. Um, actually, have I done that right? No, that's bloody, I've done it wrong. Sorry. That's hundred thousand. <laughs> Really oh, difficult to calculate. It's $100 an hour, right? So $10,000, 10000 oh my God. <laughs> hey, we buy houses, guys. We, we calculate yields and stuff. We're, yeah. We're very good at oh math. This is so funny. Oh, my God. Okay, let's, anyway, let's go again. Right, no, no. $100,000. No, no, 10000 no, no. $10, So if, let's say I could do one activity. Let's say I could do one activity <laughs> and, it was, and, it, and I could earn, I had an earning potential or a revenue generating potential of $10,000. Earning could be whatever. Yes. Right? And it takes me a hundred hours to do it. That would be a hundred dollars effective hourly rate, right? But if I could do a different activity, earning the same, the same ten thousand dollars, and I only had to spend I don't know five hours doing it, then my mm-hmm. effective hourly rate would be two thousand yep. dollars. That's a really interesting way to think about it because what you're typically going to find is that the thing you're going to do is going to have a finite end point of like, okay, how much cash is actually involved? Mm-hmm. And then you're thinking about the uh, efficacy of return on investment because, you know, if you, if you have an opportunity to make $10,000, oh my God, $10,000, how cool. That'd be great. I'd love to make $10,000. But if it costs you, if it costs you a million dollars to make 10000 that's a very bad return on investment. Yeah. But if it costs you ten dollars to make ten thousand, that's a freaking awesome return on investment. Yeah, and it's the same thing to think about your, your the efficacy of time allocation. Yeah, 
I think that's actually, if you, if you just think about like people starting in business, you know, transitioning from a job mm. and you might earn $40 an hour, but you work 40 hours a week, insert some there. Um, <laughs> but if people, you might realize that you could, you could actually become a consultant or something for yourself and you can charge out your time much more than that and you can actually spend less time throughout the week and then other time building that business or or spending time in your relationships or whatever and I think that's like that's the first piece of people transitioning that thinking is like oh okay I could do something that's actually really valuable and start a business in helping people and it actually I can spend less time and earn more money for the for my time. Yeah. Um, going back to like a real estate example though, I was thinking through um, like uh, people, there's a lot of real estate courses, right? There's a lot of um, trainings and groups and online courses and, and live events and things that people might pay a couple of thousand dollars to attend. And I think a lot of people think of that $5,000 and then what real estate, investment result I will get from that $5,000 and I don't think enough people take into consideration the amount of time on the back of that course that you will need to put into it to actually make it work um, and I think the obviously the longer the time is the lower your effect, effective hourly rate becomes from that activity um, but you know if you think like your potential to make $100,000 from this real estate thing that I'm learning about and if you only think about the $5,000 course, like that's a fairly good hourly, that's a fairly good rate. But if you, you're forgetting about all of the time on the back end, all of the time in training, all of the time in upskilling, all of the time figuring out how to actually make this work. And then by the time you get the same kind of result of $100,000 or whatever the goal is, you've actually diluted it. And it's the same like we were saying before. It's when you've diluted that time across multiple weeks, months, years, you, you, you don't have a, you have a tendency to not notice how much time went into it. You just think, oh, well, I've had a $5,000 course and totally. now I've got this result. That's a great, that's a great return, but you forget about the maybe $90,000 of your time that you put into it as well. Totally. Do you want to just know something a bit freaky deaky? <laughs> Always. <laughs> I just sort of worked out very, very roughly the average effective hourly rate for our clients that work with us. Yeah. So now on average, our clients get a uh, 61.73% return in, well, well, it's actually in about eight months, but we'll say 12, right? Yeah. We'll just say 12 to yeah. make it a bit easier. So if, let's just say they've got a hundred grand, they invest and they make an average of $61,730 return in 12 months. The average time commitment is about five hours. So 61,730 divided by five, they've effectively generated a $12,346 effective hourly rate. It's not bad. <laughs> All right, not so bad. let's end this episode. If you would like to make over $12,000 an hour, just come and speak to us and come and work with us and we'll help you guys out. It's actually, that's actually perf- like, <laughs> it's a perfect example, right? When you think about, as I was saying about the opportunity costs, it's like a lot of people might think about engaging a buyer's agent or whoever and think about the pure cost of what that is. But it's like, if you can pay someone, the professional who's going to get you that result that you say that you want um, a lot quicker 
uh, and with only five hours amount of time instead of 360 hours, um, then and then you get that result. And then after that, you can do whatever you want, but you've got the you've got the financial return that you've asked for. And we you do learn along the process. We don't just lock you out. But yeah, does does that make sense? It's like you've you've actually got that result way faster. So now you've got. You can go and enjoy life, the, do other stuff that you can invest in other four, ways. five, six months or whatever for a time that you're like, okay, now I'm going to learn. Now I'm going to go do that course. Now I'm going to go do the thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. I just worked that out then whilst we're on this call. So, yeah, if you want to increase your effective hourly rate, one of the best things you can do is invest in professionals who are going to help you do a better result because at, like, at the end of the day as well, you can relate this back to doing a renovation too. You know, if you're, yes. you know, yes. Maybe maybe it costs you maybe it costs you fifty dollars an hour to hire a um, a tradesperson to go and paint the house or or uh, do whatever. But the reality is they're going to do it much faster than if you did it yourself, and they're probably going to do a much better job. Mm-hmm. And so the returns are asymmetrical. You can be like, yeah, but I can go and do it for free. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but it's not really free, is it? Because firstly, you've got to have all the gear, or you've got to go and buy all the gear, and then secondly, it's going to take your time. Might take you two or three weekends. Maybe that's extra time that you haven't got the property rented out. Maybe uh, you know. Maybe then you've lost all your weekends. And how much do you value your time with your friends and your family and other stuff? And then also, are you going to do as good a job? Like, why do you actually want to do that? And really, what you're actually going to find is the net cost is probably closer to a hundred bucks an hour. Um, and you're going to end up with a with a poorer result. And you're going to be tired. You're going to be less effective in your job. And you have all this like negative compounding return. It turns into a doom loop. Mm. Yeah. It's the same thing as well for like property management. Like when we hear people, because we're this is our priority, right? Our priority is helping people to buy back their time in these kind of ways. Yeah. And when we hear people say that they want to manage their own property remotely, of course, because it's very rare that we will buy around the corner from where you're living. But it's it's just madness because people might want to save like it's a couple hundred bucks a year. Like it's marginal what you would pay a property manager to not even think about the, the operation of that asset. People, I think people underestimate like how much time you would spend in a year just thinking about it. If you're managing it yourself, you, you do spend time like, okay, what, what, what's happening with it? What are they, are they happy? Am I, are they paying? Like what does it need repairs? And, but where you can outsource that responsibility and the decision used to make the decision making. Um, but the property manager, you know, for that cost, like it is, it is negligible that cost to save the time and the stress of of worrying about the day to day with that. Here's an, here's an interesting thought. What if you could effectively balance everything out? Like, what if you could um, find a way to generate enough revenue, but then also like literally just outsource all the bits, right? Mm-hmm. So you just didn't have to. You didn't have to think about shopping. You didn't have to think about property management. You just didn't have to. It was all sorted. Everything in your life was sorted. How much, how much more effective do you think you would be at generating new ideas, um, creating more money, creating more, you know, do it, creating more? I just, just end it with creating more. Imagine if you didn't, imagine if you managed to effectively get yourself to a point where you were net neutral, just net neutral. I don't mean like making tons of cash. I just mean like net neutral. So you're like, okay, hang on a second. I technically don't really have any money to spend right now, but I also have heat. I've got all the time in the world. I'm at, I'm at net neutral. Think about that for a little minute. Like what would you actually do? First, the first phase would probably be sitting on the couch going, holy shit. 
uh, now what? <laughs> but give yourself a little bit of time, and I reckon you would, you would, you'd, maybe you'd write a book, and maybe that book would become a bestseller because you can actually invest a lot of time in it. Maybe you would decide to sail the world. I don't know. Like maybe you would, maybe you would go. Well, okay, I'm currently net neutral. Therefore, my net profit in my life, I could generate a thousand dollars a week by I don't know, like shit, I don't know, become an Instagram bloody celebrity. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> like, but you could, you could then effectively go, well, what is it? Like if I could actually do whatever I want now and all I need to do is make the bit on top because everything else is sorted in my life because I'm net neutral, then what would you do? That's a really interesting question to think about. Mm. Mm. Anyway, Gabby, I think it's been a really good episode. What do you think? I have enjoyed it. <laughs> I have enjoyed it too. I've enjoyed it too. So, um, look, we've covered a lot of stuff here. We've covered things like leverage and buying back time and effective hourly rates and, you know, t- you know, the time value of money. Hits of really, really good stuff. Now, if you want to accelerate your own potential and if you want to, like, I don't know, get better returns than pretty much anywhere else is getting in real estate and if, a lot you, faster. if you want to do it a lot faster so you can spend more time with your friends and family, or, I don't know, reading books or cooking or doing any other things you're actually good at where you really, really enjoy climbing mountains, getting helicopters, doing whatever, doing whatever, the, doing whatever it is you want to do and you want us to help you get there faster, then it's really easy. All you need to do is go to uh, dashdot.com.au forward slash discovery. You're booking a time with, uh, with our team, with our growing team um, and they're super friendly, super nice, lovely people who are going to take deep care of you from the moment you come into our warm and welcoming bosom. Bosom? Bosom? Free bosom. Yeah, yeah, the old, the old three, the old three tits real estate. That's what we call ourselves. Oh, no, he went there. I went yeah. there. Oh, thank you, thank you for that footnote. <laughs> on that note, on that note, if you would actually, you yeah, on that note, if you would actually like us to help, then then we would love to help. We've got um, we've got pretty limited capacity <laughs> in how in, in the amount of clients we do take on because we're very very focused on delivering very good results. But yes. if you want to um, get in with a shot. They just give us a call or give or book in a time, speak to the team, then we'll have a chat uh, and then see if it's a good fit and see if we can help you too. If you don't want to buy back your time and if you want to invest your time and you want to do it that way, then we can also help you help support you to do that too because we're, we're personally invested in your success. So all you need to do to do that is to go to the investorlab.com.au and on that website, which is the website for this podcast, you're going to be able to download free resources like how to get started in real estate, um, how to find a real estate hotspot. You're about to buy a copy of my book, Limitless, The Renegade's Guide to Building Wealth Through Property. Um, you'll be able to get a copy of the Apex Report so that you can calculate cash flows and performance returns on your property. Um, there's even a, a document about uh, debt, property investing and economic downturns. And not only that, there's also tons of really good episodes. You can, have, you can effectively go and do it yourself if you, want, if you want to do that. Yeah, there's some good, there's some good episodes. Like this one. Like this one. Like this one. Go get more. Go get more. Go so, get yeah, you've got two options, right? You're at the end of this episode now. You've got two options. We can either do it for you. You go do it yourself. You just head to the investorlab.com. And if you do use those resources to go and do it yourself, um, let us know. Let us know your success story. That would be amazing. I'd love to know. I'd love to know feedback from you guys. If you do go and check out the resources on the page, like what is actually really helpful for you? Because we, we love making this kind of stuff. We love like creating. creating and like this is, this is a lot of our, you know, our highest and best use of our time is making, making things for other people to use and to get benefit from. So like the Apex report that's on there, that's bloody years of my, my mm-hmm. racking my brain trying to make it more useful for people. So 
so funny because that's actually becoming an industry standard report. We keep getting asked by other buyers, agents and stuff like, hey, can we use your Apex report? That's so cool. It's so funny that's now becoming like an industry standard kind of tool. Yeah. It's great. So give me feedback. Tell me you like it or anything else on there. If you, if you want anything else, if there's any kind of tool or resource we can make for you guys, let us know and we will spend our effective hourly rate making stuff for you guys. So Absolutely. Cool. On that note, let's wrap up. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.